Thank you. Welcome to Schmears the Deal. I'm Nick Feynman. He's Jake Seawalk. Jake, how you doing today? I'm doing well. I thought you were going to say here with, which you're not. No, I'm not. You are home. I guess I'm home three, again. Three, four miles away. For me, I'm I think in, that's actually about right. I think it's in between three and four miles. Yeah, sorry for being accurate out here. <laughs> uh, Jake's at home. I'm at home. Uh, this is our Game of Thrones recap. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Hold on. The Game of Thrones recap with Jake and Nick. All right. Thank you, Hodor. We will be talking about you. Boy, am I excited about that. Hodor? Hodor? Well, or Willis. Is it? I don't know. I guess that's sort that's of the question we we'll have to find out. <laughs> I mean, I think it's definitely Willis. We can we can officially say that. So, what did you uh, what do you think of this week's episode? You want to talk about it briefly, and then we'll go through step by step, sort of what happened. Um, I thought it was very good. I think that a lot of what happened was like pretty telegraphed, and yeah, I would agree. Was with that. Pro- like was pretty obvious and didn't have a whole lot of build um no it's now that they're past the books like, it seems they're just like screw uh, do, it do we're gonna to go do in the hell we want yeah let's go let's go plot by plot i just wanted i just wanted your quick initial analysis and now let's go more more in depth now that was my quick go, analysis my well, in-depth i wanted analysis your quick analysis and now let's go into your more in-depth analysis <laughs> so we start uh with our boy bran right yeah for the first time in like 11 episodes He's back. do you think they filmed that like a while ago because he has to be much older at this point, the actor, right? No, he he got to take a season off, because I think that don't kids at that age grow really fast? Yes, but yeah, but I also think that like that's the amount of time that's supposed to be supposed to have passed in his life, also. Oh wow! Ah, so sneaky, I think it's sneaky. like sneaky, sneaky, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so he he is wogging. Well, that's warging. Warging, wogging, warging. He's working. Well, there's an R. There's an R. He's he's doing the thing where his <laughs> eyes turn milky white, but he's not blind like his sister, but he can see into the past, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so we see a pretty important, actually, like what is building to be a pretty important theme. We a lot of people think, which is uh, Bran seeing into the past at Winterfell and seeing sort of the history of right. of what happened. So he goes back in time. He sees Winterfell. Young Ned Stark, Benjamin Stark, Lyanna's running around, and there's a stable boy. And it's, it's none other than Hodor. Hodor. But as Willis. One of my favorite characters. Little did I know he was actually going to play an important role in the series, potentially. He's going to play an important role in the series, so, I think. But he can, he I can have talk, a, which is... I have a theory about Hodor. Okay, well, so he's the stable boy, and he seems to love Lyanna Stark. And then what is your, what is your theory? I have a theory that is slightly based on a theory that I also read, which is that that I'm basically just adopting, if we're being completely honest, um, is that Hodor was also a warg and is accidentally got caught like warging into a horse and he's now a horse. He's a horse in the body of a person. Well, yeah, but then something bad happened to the horse, right? Is the theory? Well, the horse. Either we think that I think that the, he was either part of it for too long, which I, Bran is. I think of. that right. That's what I think happened. Or the horse was killed. I think that he was a part of the horse for too much. <laughs> There's also just the chance that because he's a stable boy, just a horse just kicked him in the head, 
That's why that's why he's Hodor. That'd be so much less dramatic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Knowing this show, especially like what it seems they're trying to do in the newer past, once they've gone past the books, it seems like things have sped along quite quickly. So there's a good chance if you're hearing about something, it's going to be important in some way, which is weird. It's not like the rest yeah. of the series in that way. Very true. And that's kind of what my... Uh I want to say fault. No, but I would. I, think I would say what's, fault. And I want to talk about this more at the, the end once we're done with the run through of yeah. the whole thing. But it's frustrating to me. I feel like we've. It's weird. I've wanted this almost instant gratification for years, and now that I'm getting it, it feels like dirty and wrong. It, does, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel yeah. like I've earned it. So, so then well, we also just asking about Bran. Where does he sort of go from here? The tree people, that like ugly little tree thing, says that he's destined to leave, that he's not going to be there for that much longer. But where and he still can't walk when he's not warging. Where where is he going to go? What? Well, yeah, he can and he can't. He he can because he can get carried by Hodor the horse. Right. Hodor slash Willis. Which, by the way, would make sense how good he is at carrying people. Yeah, I, like I can carry someone, and I'm not a horse, so there's there's <laughs> there's that. I cannot. <laughs> Jake is very anti-carry. Okay. Uh, it's not that I'm. It's not that I'm anti-carry. It's that I, I physically can't do it. <laughs> it's extremely weak. Okay. So uh, then, what? We go to the wall. We go to the wall next, right? We go to the wall. And uh, Alistair Thorne is about to break down the door and get to Jon Snow's body. Bravos has like a kind of cool moment where basically he says he's just like really soft. He's like, "I'm sorry, I don't do this." Da- Davos. Yeah. He's. What I say? Bravos. <laughs> Davos. Which is a place. It's, it's a confusing world out there. Anyway, he grabs his sword. It is a confusing he world. He grabs his sword and he uh, is about to, I guess, defend Jon Snow's body. And then the boom, the wildlings come in. We have the giant who kills a man in like one of the coolest ways someone has died. <laughs> which was then topped ten minutes later by the mountain. Or the rebuilt mountain, but anyway, the guy shoots the uh, the shoots the giant with an arrow, and he just literally flings him against the wall. It was, I cheered. Pretty, it was pretty. I epic. cheered openly. Um, and yeah, and then uh, they basically say they're gonna prepare a fire to burn Jon Snow's body to honor him. Dun dun dun! Little did they know. Dun dun dun! And then we move. Is this when we moved into Marine? No, we moved into uh, King's Landing. We have oh, right. the guy with talking an, with about... An, with an epic scene. <laughs> well, just a guy talking about Cersei's naked walk. And then he literally gets, like, bugs splattered against the wall by the mountain. Right. Which was pretty awesome. I literally wrote down for this moment, that's the coolest killing I've ever seen in my entire life. That was the, that was so anticlimactic. Yeah, but there was just something <laughs> so... I. I he just, dare ba- to he say, just banged his head like, against the wall to say real hard. It's subtle about it because it's not a, it's someone dying, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, basically, in the other storyline of this is Cersei can't go to her own daughter's funeral. Her, right. her son has barred her. He says she's pretty. She's kind of trapped in in her quarters. Yeah, things are not going too well for her. You could say. Uh, I think most people would say. I think most people would agree so with you. So Jamie and Tommen have a pretty revealing conversation uh, right. that's interrupted by the High Sparrow, who uh, reminds me a lot of Bernie Sanders, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
and oh. uh, yeah. the High Sparrow is a pretty terrifying dude. Yeah, he's uh, he's threatening a lot of things. He's threatening to put Jamie away. He's threatening. Played by an actor named Jonathan Price, who was famously the villain in a James Bond movie as well. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, so do you think that means he's going to end up being... No one really knows. He could take a direction either way. He seems to be on the side of good at this point, right? Good versus the Lannisters. The High Sparrow. I mean, he's speaking for God. Do you think that he ultimately has ulterior motives besides... Yeah, clearly... It's a hypothetical. Question. I think he's just like kind of trying to like use it as an as an excuse to take power, right? Which is sort of the whole point of the show. Who can take power? Right. His all uh, like killer guys with the stuff carved into their foreheads are terrifying. They might be the scariest they thing are. in the show. They're real scary, and they just kind of come out of the pit like they were all in the room, just standing behind pillars yeah. and whatnot. And they use very unconventional weapons that look like they would hurt a lot, like not necessarily kill you quickly, but. Like a like a club with some nails, right? right in it. Exactly, like really rudimentary. <laughs> but there are a lot of right. them, so there's nothing you could do about it. Like like hodge, like kind of hodgepodgey <laughs> weapons. Yeah, and like they built it in like wood shop class down at the right. <laughs> down at the church. Yeah. All right, uh, and then we go to Marine. Then we go to Marine. This I think this was the most important scene of the episode. Secretly, interesting because of this this in addition to the final because one. of the dragons. But I think it's going to be very important that I think that Tyrion's able to speak with the dragons is is a big yeah that's a big well it's interesting and also it begs the question how smart are the dragons actually because all we know right. so far is that you know they they have one master the mother of dragons but they we haven't seen them really interact we've seen them like flambe a person <laughs> but that we haven't seen them actually interact and Tyrion's story was interesting. Um, even though I guess he was drunk when he did the whole thing, uh, it was a pretty hilarious sequence. I thought. I don't know. It was, but it's all. It was a hilarious sequence. I also think it's a very important one. I think that it's going to be something that is definitely come back to. Well, and it's. I wonder if so. Uh, slavers have retaken the areas around Marine, and they might be starting a siege pretty soon. I wonder if eventually he uh, he Tyrion is saved by the dragons. That could be. Could be pretty interesting. Could be. They are still locked up. No, they're free. Well, they're not chained, but they're still down in that little dungeon. Can't room. they get out though? Isn't that? I, I guess we'll find so. out. I was wondering that because they right. like retreat into the shadows, and right. is there a back door? I think. I think they're still <laughs> just kind of. <laughs> yeah, service just like entrance. you guys. You guys go out the service <laughs> right. entry. <laughs> Um, we then go to the Iron Islands. We do for for a scene that I think was supposed to yeah, hit a little heavier than it actually. It did. also was long overdue for the book readers. So uh, essentially, Balon Greyjoy is killed by his brother Euron, who's this sort of right. mad pirate. For people that read the books, which I did not, but from what I have read. He was supposed to die in the equivalent of season three here, oh, which wow. is interesting that they bumped him back. I wonder why they did that. Maybe like like double the seasons. Yeah, it's weird. Like all the way to season six. Um, but it's mainly I think it's because the Iron Islands really have not been a storyline for yeah, like a solid. Kinda, and two everyone or three sort seasons. of hates Theon. 
So Theon right. Theon leaves uh, Brienne and Sansa and says he's going to go back to the Iron Islands as well. So he's on his way back there. His father's dead. His sister is trying to take over, but Euron is as well, presumably, if he's there, who's his sort of mad uncle right. pirate guy who supposedly went crazy. And uh, that'll be sort of interesting because especially if Jon Snow comes back, they're going to need their support, support of the Iron Islands to try to take, if he tries to take the Iron Throne, he is back, I guess. Spoiler right. alert. But the um, worst kept secret of all time, by the way, the Jon Snow resurrection. Yeah. Like, not even close. Although, I was not convinced that he was going to come back. I, w- I still, for some reason, thought that there was only a 50-50 chance. Really? I mean, that was just like, I don't know what I, I thought, thought the that, end, Okay, let's just talk about, let's talk about the end of the episode. I So, basically, we get to Melisandre. She's really depressed. She doesn't believe in her powers. Uh, Davos convinces her to try just... Davos comes through. He does come through. He gives a pump-up speech that, ooh, good one. Yeah, I know. I, was, good. I felt like I was ready to go and dunk afterwards. Right. <laughs> he, uh, he'd be a great college coach. Great college great coach. College he kind of looks like great a college, college coach. coach of some sort. Yeah. It's like he's definitely weathered, has, has seen things, could give broad attempts at advice. Motivation. Motivation and advice that sometimes yeah. come through. So so Jay Snow is back. Well, yeah. So she hovers over him. It seems like it doesn't work. And then he sits up. So I guess there are a couple of questions. The first is, is he going to be at full capacity? Is he going to be the Jon Snow? That's the big question. Because he's been out for a while. <laughs> he's been dead for a, a number of days. I, 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 Yeah. I think it's only been like two or three days, though. Yeah. Still. But, but still that's being longer, dead that's for longer a few than days I've will do something dead. to you. So, I mean... <laughs> Same. Also longer than I've ever been. Fun dead. fact: I actually, I actually know someone from uh, from WashU who died for eight minutes. No yeah, way. He's, he That's was hit crazy. in the chest by a baseball, and uh, his heart stopped for eight minutes. That's pretty nuts. That's yeah, crazy. But anyway, Jon Snow dead for a longer amount of time than that. Stabbed a lot of times. Yes, yeah, uh, a lot of times. Um, so what do you think? Do you think he's going to have his full capacity? Do you think he's going to be... I do. I do think he's going to have his full do capacity. Do you think if the if this was more based on the book than the showrunners being in control of this, do you think he would still have his full capacity? Or is this something that the showrunners... No, I think it's. I think he would have his full capacity. I think that he's the hero. Interesting. He's the hero of well, the I show. Well, I think there are three heroes. I do too, but I, he's one of them. I think it's Daenerys, Tyrion, and Jon yeah. Snow. I think that's obvious, though. <laughs> fair, fair. But it's also true. Um, yeah, but so the question is whether or not he will be in full capacity to lead when... Maybe not immediately, but I think he will be. Okay. Interesting. That's my the, belief. My belief is that he can return. The other capacity. question is then does Melisandre regain her, I guess, confidence and l- love for Could she becomes? Could she become super dope? Could she become super magic? I like super into it. Well, she does have ki- the, her whole power is based on King's blood, and I guess Jon Snow, in theory, has King's blood. Well, theory. Let's depends on, depends on what your theory yeah, it's is. True. What's your theory? Well, let's let's not uh, let's not go into them for people that have not. All right. Read 
I guess ahead. Um, Do you want to talk about the instant gratification aspect of this? The fact it's yeah, only so, two episodes in is a well, little upsetting. So here's the thing about Thrones, is that when you're world building, you're able to <laughs> really... I liked your hand motion. Jake just did sort of like a magic hands world building. When you're, when you're, so, I mean, the way I kind of view the Game of Thrones uh, plot is as a diamond, how it kind of starts right, you said this last week. goes up and out. Yeah, yeah, up and out, and then back to a point. Boy, does it go out. And... And it goes out, and now we're pretty clearly coming back to a point. Now we're consolidating storylines. But lines. aren't we going too quickly? But compared to the but rest, but as of the, the problem is that as that happens, there are too many. There are so many storylines and so many loose ends right. that they just don't have the time to spend whole seasons uh, closing stories. And what I was telling, I was talking about this with my roommates the other night, is that. Um, it's so much more storylines are so much more gratifying when you can build them over the course of a season and then end in a climactic scene like you saw with uh, Oberyn Martell right. or the Red Wedding or uh, any of the show or a lot Ned, of the show Ned Stark yeah. in season one etc. Even Jon like, Snow, even why... Jon Snow being killed. I mean, it's right exactly. It's been, it and was building. The storylines were there for a long time. Right, and it builds in this climactic scene, and that's kind of what the beauty of the show is, and. Um, the, I think that they can't. They just can't do it like that anymore, which is kind of a shame. Why? Because of budget? Because of timing? Like, no, it's just they. They only have three seasons right. left to consolidate, right, right, right. like literally hundreds of storylines. Well, speaking of a storyline that I actually, which we did not talk about yet, uh, which I called by the way, ding ding ding, Ramsey Bolton. Oh, you did going, call that. I mean, but. Going stabsky on his dad, and then that's like, that's like telling me that I called that. Don't even that, that in the month of May it's going to rain at least twice. I didn't say that. You don't yeah. know that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, come on. Yeah, I know. Well, anyway, it was gruesome. I hate Ramsey even more at this point. I, would, I like. That's the one instant gratification. I don't hate. Him. I don't hate him anymore. Like, really, he just pushed too, like two negatives make a positive. No, it's just that like. The, we know he's a bad guy already. Yeah. Like, right, right. I mean, he's like now more of a bad yes. guy. I don't know. Yes. Please. He's no more dangerous now than he was before the episode. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, so that's pretty much it. Uh, next, I would say overall, great episode, positive, great episode. Though. Um, like even even I will say that even though that we have the kind of quick gratif like. All that stuff, like even though everything is like pretty telegraphed, and you know, kind you kind of know what's coming at this point, it's still great. Well, I think, but the bigger, to me, this episode wouldn't have happened until at least episode five in past seasons, at least maybe longer. Right. I just think that they have too much to get to this season. Well, in that case, next episode is going to be jam packed. So we'll see it's what happens. Be dope. It's gonna be good. Uh, so right, yeah, man. check out our. This is, this is fun. <laughs> always, man. Check out our uh, regular podcast. Comes out Mondays. We'll be back next Thursday with another Game of Thrones recap. I'm Nick Feynman. He's Jake Seawalk. Like we always say, we'll do better next time. And stay toasty out there. This week's Game of Thrones recap was produced by Nick Feynman and Jake Seawalk in association with Team Panther Productions. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes, and for more information, please visit schmearsthedeal.com.